do they have Thai coffee in Georgia? I remember that was super effective. That one time you had some, some iced coffee in you. Uh, they have Turkish coffee here, which is the kind that like is full of sand at the bottom. And if you drink the sand, you have a heart attack on the Turkish Metro. Uh, like I did about three weeks ago. Um, and you have to breathe really, really slowly until it uh, comes up above ground and you realize you're not going to die under the Bosphorus. I love a cup of coffee with steaks. With grit. That and the, uh, the Turkish ice cream have, have been highlights. You know, the, the, you see the videos where the, the guy has the vest and he, he like rubs the ice cream on your nose and he puts the whole thing in and he tricks you and it's, uh, you feel like the, the most beautiful foreigner at the ball. So David, where are you right now? I'm in Tbilisi. Uh, I'm in an undisclosed location deep beneath <laughs> Yvonne Chouinard's uh, compound. Uh, I've almost made it to the safe. I have a, uh, my grease man is inside. I've got depth charges placed. We're about to get all of the polyester and all the down out of there and into a jacket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got your little glasses on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm in, I've been in Georgia for about three weeks now. I was only planning on being here for like a week, but I was in maybe like 20 cities in about 40 days. And then when I got here, I was just like, I'm done. I'm going to take a break here. I need to relax for a minute because like the idea of moving to another place and packing up my bag is like physically uh, makes me feel sort of ill. But uh, this this was a piece that I was uh, expecting and uh, pushing through it. I've made some great Georgian friends. Um, I've gotten into the the Georgian nightlife scene here in Tbilisi. There's a lot of Georgian hipsters and a lot of uh, all night nightclubs, which nice. is why you know it's two forty in the morning right now, and I'm still roaring to go. You were at the club? No, I wasn't at the club, but my friend. Um, has been teaching me Georgian, which I don't know if you're familiar with the language, but uh, absolutely not. This <laughs> is this is what the <laughs> alphabet looks like. Oh, that's crazy! Is it there is, a reason they're not lined up? I don't know. I don't like. I think that's like where you're supposed to draw them on the lines, but it looks, you know, like Lord of the Rings, like Elvish. It looks like fridge magnets. Yeah, it's very much a. Um, yeah, many uh, like uh, non-licensed Mickey Mouse here in Georgia. I've been seeing so many non-licensed American characters everywhere I go. So fucking cool. They're haunting me. I love me. that so much. Unlicensed David Shuck out there too. <laughs> I have. Yeah. I want to. I want to dip back into this nightlife really quickly. So there's no. They don't have like any uh, regulations that make you go home. You can just kind of keep it rolling. Yeah, you can keep it rolling. <laughs> they they tend to end at like. Six or seven in the morning, from what I've been told. That's mostly due to fatigue, not due to to people telling them to go home. Yeah, or like the places get raided by the cops. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. For any specific reason, or it's just like, they're like raiding time? Um, it's it's a raiding kinda, hour. It, uh, it's, the government here is still a little bit homophobic, from what I've heard. When they're doing like that by like, you know, a lot of the, the clubs and the nightlife places are LGBT friendly. And mm. then they're like, ah, oh, this like club has drugs in it. We better raid it. Oh no, we have to beat everybody. Um, so, so it's like New York in the fifties. Pretty much. Yeah. I was about to say it's like 
you know, uh, it's a throwback. Um, so is it affordable in Tbilisi? Tbilisi? For Americans and other like Europeans, it's very affordable. For people that uh, live here, uh, not as much. But I don't know if I've just got the emotional bandwidth to get into the disparity. But like, what what are we looking at for a beer while you're out, like American? Um, if you're like at a fancy club, it's seven lari, which is like two dollars and fifty cents. Sounds like a wonderful <laughs> fucking. Place, I'm gonna man. fucking kill myself. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like a fucking wonderful play. I understand why you've hung out oh. for three, like three weeks. There's a there's a vibrant nightlife and be like, I imagine that you can like really only get yourself into like seven dollars at the max maxing <laughs> out there. Like it's just that's incredible. Wow, let's go visit David. Let's go, like what come on possibly- out. I've got some friends. Like uh, the the vintage scene here is really great. You know, this is the the Tbilisi hipster look. Is You've got some um, like either vans with like pot leaves on them or some uh, Jordan ones that nice. are like totally cooked to hell. You got some like big, big gray like uh, Levi's like 550s. And then you have either a super, super tight tank top. Um, mm-hmm. Albert, you'd fit in perfectly at the moment, uh, or at least the upper half. Or you have like, 1990s like american university gear they're all wearing like university of florida volleyball like expo 1982 uh like t-shirts and stuff they sound like albert and i yeah like they just like people read yeah like i literally I, i have a million of those shirts like this is i mean to be honest they actually just sort of sound like Tompkins square like fucking bushwick like they they got the memo um, I don't know. Maybe we're pulling from Georgia. Is that what's going on? Maybe. Do they have TikTok? Are they allowed to have TikTok? <laughs> I think they have it. I mean, you have to like learn how to type on your phone in this in order to find it. <laughs> but uh, oh boy, yeah. Like my buddy Andrew here, like he was wearing a USC shirt, and I was like, "Oh, cool, S- Southern California." Is like, no, I think it's South Carolina. I was like, no, it's it's Southern California. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> there was oh, a, Andro. Yeah, there was another like person that I met like on a tour, like when I first got here, and they were wearing like a CU Buffs shirt, and I was like, oh, are you from Colorado? And they were just Russian, and they had no idea what I was saying. They didn't speak English at all. Sounds like a great place, Albert. Should we just start moving? There's like old collegiate merch in Georgia. <laughs> should that be our side hustle? <laughs> Welcome back to Blowout. I am here coming to you not live from uh, a former Soviet state, uh, the the Free Republic of Sakartvelo. Um, I'm probably saying that wrong in, in terms of terminology, but then someone's going to get mad. But maybe not. I don't know how our listener base is here in Georgia. But uh, joined, as always, by the lovely Reed Nelson and Albert Muskies. How are we doing today, folks? Reed's still lovely. You know, I'm, I'm like terrified that someone's just going to bust through your fucking door for claiming that 
that Georgia is a sovereign state. Like some, like, I don't even like somehow, oh, yeah. like some, like, I just, I don't know. I, I know it is a sovereign state, but it's just like, I'm like terrified. Like, cause I'm like, I don't know. Can he say things like he's allowed to over here? You know, like we can, we can talk about Oklahoma however we want to without, without repercussion. I don't know if it's the same. And, Oh, you can say whatever you want here. I couldn't in Turkey, but here I can. If you like tight, 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 tight. That's the distinction. Mm-hmm. But I'm, by the way, I, I feel bad. I know nothing about this. Like I'm like, I'm the worst. Oh, I don't know until I show up, but, um, <laughs> that's the way to do it. Yeah. And I just, that's go, how we do the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I just show up at the train station and I go, hello, where is the McDonald's please? <laughs> Where's the hard rock cafe? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a couple of those. <laughs> Not since Budapest have I seen a hard rock cafe. It's a dark land you're traveling in then. Uh, we're entering the, the dark times as the, the days are getting shorter. The, the leaves are uh, crunching off the trees and everyone has to go back to school. And we're not just in syllabus hours anymore. This is, this is actual like learning time. You know, fall is my least favorite season. I think I've complained about this before. Everyone in, in uh, fashion usually loves it, right? Because they can like get out their jackets and like, oh, this is the time I can really start dressing. Why don't you like fall? I why don't is it because it is it bum, does it bum you out? It does bum me out. Yeah, the 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 like getting darker, the the leaves dying, people like going back to work and school. Um, basically, the time between Labor Day and Thanksgiving is sort of the uh, hold your breath and let's get through it for me. I just feel like, you know, just like in my uh, purse, there's cyclically in my life, like my whole life tends to go sideways in like August and September, and then it kind of gets normal again. Like, I think it's something to do with like how hot it is in LA. That's like once like the heat wave season comes, like interpersonally, everything goes nuts. And uh, and then as it cools off, like sort of a calm, a, a, a degree of calm returns to everyone's lives. But I like living on the East Coast where there was real fall. It was so, I mean, it's kind, it is kind of bleak on one level, but it's kind of cozy on another. The fall is the Sunday scaries of seasons. Absolutely. Like by winter, you're just like sort of, it's like, fuck it, whatever. We're here. We're but here. I mean, yeah, I we're like, here now. I do like taking my shit out of the bags, like the shrink wrap bags in fall and being like, oh yeah, I have this. I can just imagine that of just like you're you're gonna suffocate in your room because all the air is gonna like rush into all of your vacuum seal bags too quickly, and there's gonna be no oxygen left. It's like yeah, because it turns it really does. It turns into the scene from Harry Potter, the seventh one, I believe, when they go into Gringotts and everything just like fucking multiplies when he touches it. Like that's what it's like during my flip period, and then it's like, and then it all settles down. But I need to dedicate like a solid four hours to the process. I was going with a calling mindset too. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get rid of shit. And then I don't like, or I get rid of like two things. I'm like, look at me. I got rid of, th- I got rid of things. And it's like, no, you fucking didn't. Well, David, if you had to buy new clothes, cause you sent back all your warm clothes. Yeah. I bought this shirt from a couple of Italian guys that didn't speak English. It's a linen shirt. I got it in Bologna that, uh-huh. uh, I went into like this fancy store in Bologna that was like vintage 77 and made like, I don't know, it was sort of like a Deus type store. And I was like, oh, they have a linen Western shirt. Maybe I'll pick up some of that because it was, it's been extremely, extremely hot basically up until two days ago um, in Europe. I, I arrived in 
uh, Portugal and it was like 95 degrees. I was in Sevilla during the heat wave when it was 115 there. I wore my black jeans the entire way through. Um, but it was not time for like a denim shirt, a wool sweater, like my roper boots. You all fucking called it. I hate you, but you were right. <laughs> you were 1000% right. And my, I've only worn my, uh, my nine nineties and those are completely cooked now. Um, that I'm, I'm intercepting a new pair when I get to Nepal, I tried to buy some here in Tbilisi, but they only have fakes. <laughs> That's kind of sick though. I like that. They're, I like that. They're just like doing reps on not hype shoes at all. They're just <laughs> like, here's a fake Ketero release. That is so sick. One that I thought was like legit. And then, like the made in USA was like in a weird font and there weren't the right number of stars on the flag. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's a, then you look closer and said mod and SAU. <laughs> exactly. just, things were, things were just a little off. Yeah. One of those. The N was an H. Um, I mean, I still think that's kind of sick. I used to always ask for like the crazy bootleg ass Supreme shit when my friends would go. You know, I have thought about, buying it just like for the the fun of it but um you need the performance was like i i need the performance i actually do need the shoe to hold yeah. up for me because i've walked maybe 700 miles on these shoes since i bought them in the last four months new balance sponsor this fucking man i mean i i'm just thrilled that you enjoy the fucking 990s like i've done no other conversions aside from you but that's like i'm proud of it yeah i'm i'm a lifer now i feel like it's a great shoe. Like it's just a good walking shoe. Mm-hmm. Put in my super feet green. It's perfect. Uh, I did get these weird hiking shoes because I went and like did a, a a trek in the Caucasus. That's when I went dark for like a week. Um, and those are these like weird Chinese made like hiking shoes called Alpinas that are really heavy and weird, and they look like soccer cleats. Oh yeah, those are actually kind of cool. They kind of look like the Terex, but heavier. Was that a Vibram sole or was it just like the yellow hit? No, it's a Vibram. Hell yeah. Into them. They're like retro looking, but uh, they don't know that they're trying to be retro looking. This is just all they know. Yeah. I, I feel like those would actually kind of pop. I'm writing that brand down. What do you wish that you had that you left behind? Like what was on the chopping block that you're like, fuck me? Um, I have fully transitioned to non-cotton underpants. That's... Uh, I, you know, as I said, I've been walking, like, I've walked like 700 miles. That's like maybe 10 to 15 a day. And like cotton just won't do it. Won't do it at all. And I came with one pair of, uh, compression shorts, which I have like in every country I've sought them out. I've gone to, I remember when I was in Sevilla in Spain and it was 115 degrees, I was speaking broken Spanish to a guy at a sporting goods store being like, um, tu tienes uh, los uh, pantalones compresivos, por favor. And I got these like crazy compression shorts that I think were for women because they're XLs and like they still feel like I'm wearing a fucking girdle. Um, But... uh, and then I got some in Italy and I'm like, might get another pair here, but yeah, wearing compression shorts. If you're walking long distances, that is key. Like we had that email a while ago that was like, Oh, I want to go to Europe and I want a backpack, but I don't want to look like the REI guy. And it's like, 
the answer to that is just everything that's invisible, you want to have the REI kit on. And everything that's visible, you can still wear your, your own shit. What's under the hood is REI. Literally under the hood, yeah. Because, you know, there was one day that I did wear like the one pair of like cotton Kroger underpants. And I tried to like, you know, I had a 20,000 step day and I was feeling it for long, long after that. Cotton kills. Cotton kills. That's what they say. The fabric of our demise. Truly. How are the the jeans wearing in? Because we bought new ones for this, right? I did. I've already blown out the crotch twice. (laughs) Um, A nice Turkish man repaired it for me um, for like $2. Uh, He did a good job on my... uh, yeah, my like grandfather's Brooks Brothers shirt was also completely shredded, and he repaired that also. Like it, it was like a dollar for the pants and a dollar for the shirt. Beautiful repair work, better than I've seen at any uh, American like you know tailor just uh, throw down on. He's probably like a third generation. Did did you wash the pants before taking them to him? I did wash. That's the very pants. kind of you. <laughs> That's very kind of you. Those were fucking gross. Because that's like, it had to have been 300 miles in at least on foot in those, right? Oh, at least. Yeah. And like, since it was so hot, they would literally get like, they would be sweat through every day. Then I'd have to hang them up so they would dry so I could put them on the next day. (laughs) Albert, your face is, uh, (laughs) I want to capture it as as an emoji right now because I don't know that I like the anguish that I'm seeing has ever been uh, more... (laughs) More, so more visible. Gro- I feel like we might want to like revise the under the hood to over the hood, right? Too. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. They're good. I I really thought you were gonna. I mean, David, you 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 insisted on wearing slim jeans for this <laughs> endeavor. Yeah, I think they'd be more chafing if not. But that was a thing too of like when it was so hot. Whenever I would sit <laughs> down, space now, read space. <laughs> he's like no <laughs> whenever i would sit down i'd have to sit down and i'd have to like really hike up the knees on my jeans or else it would just like compress my like kneecaps like into the back of my my thigh because your legs were just swollen from all the fucking walking pretty much yeah and it'd be just like too they're, they're, they're tight i don't know yeah the slim jeans could have been a better choice but they're fine uh, they're gonna see me through to the end I'm probably going to get them repaired here again in Georgia. So how did uh, Robert Outlier do on the Outlier pants? Outlier pants have been pretty good. I'm wearing those right now. They looked good. Thank you. Yeah. Injected uh, linen is is, is injected? It is not the linen. It's just the nylon ones. They're just sort of like a lounge pant, but that's like my my relaxing pant that I'm wearing now because I actually did wash my jeans today in the in the sink that i have um i have got a very good technique that i've developed for watching washing clothes in uh in sinks that Mm -hmm. uh Uh, i would put toe-to-toe with anyone else's method are you ready for it (laughs) yeah uh, let's do this as as, let's do this as detailed as as possible baby let's let's get into it (laughs) so ideally you have a sink that has a stopper but once you get uh, east of Romania, they don't have sink stoppers anymore. They just have holes and you have to like get the glass that they give you and put that on top of the sink like a uh, drain. And oh, God. so 
you let the water, you put a couple pumps of the soap into your hand and you put that under the tap in hot water. So it like makes all the soap disperse into the basin. And Mm -hmm. then as like the hot water comes up and it fills, you put all your stuff in, you do like a motion, like you're kneading pizza dough that you like open and close, roll, fold, open and close, roll, fold. And you do that. And then you investigate what the the look of the water is. It's going to be a little bit cloudy. Most of that's just going to be the soap suds though. It's not that gross. And then you let it drain and you squeeze everything out. And then you do that again with the hot water. And then if you're still, if it's looking clear, then you're okay. And then you put the, you put in the cold water. See, this is the, the genius of my method is you switch from hot water to cold water when you're rinsing, because if it's cold, you can tell by feel, have you rinsed everything? Because if it still feels warm, you have not rinsed it. There's still uh, scummy water in there. So you do that twice. Then um, you let it sit. And ideally you take a shower at this point. And then when you come out, like you dry yourself off with the towel, then you lay the towel on the ground and you wring out everything with how much water you can into the toilet because you don't want to get things back wet in the, the sink basin. And you lay it out like uh, you're doing like Tetris with all of your clothes on the towel. Then you have your towel all like totally covered in clothes. You roll it up like you're making a Swiss roll and then you walk across it like your Simone Biles on the the balance beam and you squish all of the water out of the clothes into the towel, unroll, and then you can start hanging things off of every hook or like door handle or surface you can find. And ideally you want to do this the night before because it'll take at least 12 hours to dry. And that's it. I've done that like, I don't know, maybe 15 times because I only have like three pairs of underwear and three shirts. And three pairs of socks. This is like making cold brew. <laughs> yeah. You know, now that I've said it all, I realize that that took longer than I expected. <laughs> I mean, I will say yeah, the genius is not in the simplicity. Um, that's for sure. But as long as it's working for you, um, I, it does sound like you found an efficient, not efficient. It sounds like you found an accessible means to launder your goods. Uh, and if it's 115 degrees, that's fucking essential. What else has been getting where aside from this new shirt? Good shirt, by the way. I like it. Thank you. Italian linen. The brand is called Consenso, um, which, you know, Consenso is sexy. That's is that a, what it means? That's a free plug. I have no idea. Um, oh, I thought you were just wearing a brand called Sexy. No, the brand is called Consenso, and I'm making a joke that Consenso is sexy. I got it. (laughs) You know, I thought that's what it meant in Italian. I was like, that's tight. No, uh, (laughs) I wish. Um, I guess you're probably not going to be able to shop really until you get to Japan, right? Maybe not, because like it's so expensive to send anything home. Is like Georgia here is the birthplace of wine, so they claim. Um, the Armenia also claims it, but I believe the Georgians and I bought a bottle of wine from this vineyard and the bottle of wine was like one of the best wines I've ever had. And the bottle was like $20 and I was like, I'm going to buy a bunch of this and send it back. But to send it back is a hundred dollars a bottle. So Andro and his friends are getting a shitload of wine. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, I can't really buy too many things. It's it's a one in one out type situation that I've got going at the mm. moment. Well, you could get yourself a bag at the end, right? If you wanted to shop. Probably I could because right now, yeah, like everything is uh, you see me coming when I get off the train because I've got the big backpack on. I've got my like porter um, like fanny pack type thing that I wear across my chest. And then I've got this like 40 liter duffel that's really only like 30 liters full, but more than that would be unwieldy. And I'm like shashaying down the sidewalk and I've become very maneuverable with this setup. Well, Georgia sounds awesome. Tbilisi sounds awesome. Albert and I are booking our tickets. We're going to go for a little bit. Yeah. LA has nothing left for me. I I can highly recommend it. I can give you all the clubs, all the uh, Kachapuri restaurants, um, get you all the wine and cha-cha you would ever want. Oh, and weed is decriminalized here. There's great, great news for Reed. And it's very, very strong, so I've been told. You haven't... Do a little field report for me. Um, so first off, what is cha-cha and what is kachapuri second off? Yeah, you're just... You're flexing on us. Yeah, I don't know any... I know none of these are. Um, you know how people in the U.S., like, they, they homebrew occasionally? You've got, like, some friend that, like, makes beer and it's okay? Um, yeah. Yes. Like... Everyone here makes their own wine. Um, you just see like all these people on street corners selling homemade wine because you don't need a license to sell liquor here. And I was like, homemade wine? Um, no, thank you. I like looking at things with my eyeballs. Um, uh-huh. But apparently that's very normal. And like the real um, stinkers of the bunch, they make cha-cha, which is distilled um, like Georgian moonshine which is like 60 to 70% alcohol. And when you get a good one, ooh, it's, it's, it's very, very good. Wow. Really? Yeah, I was going to say, did you never drink the nutcrackers here at rock at the Rockaways? Yeah. <laughs> no liquor license on that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like their nutcracker. Yeah. But like there's the, you don't even need a license to sell alcohol at all here. Um, anywhere. It, yeah. Anywhere. You like tomorrow just, you could just, you could just start flipping booze like where you wanted to. Yeah. I guess I could just start reselling all this wine <laughs> that I bought. <laughs> so sick. So is there a drinking age? Uh, I think so. But my friend like here, she was just telling me like, uh, that she used to like go buy vodka and cigarettes at the store when she was like eight for her parents <laughs> and nobody cared. So not really an enforced one. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it sounds like a pretty, uh, pretty interesting area. The no yeah. drinking age is terrifying, but uh, everything else sounds fun. Yeah, it's a fun place. I would, I would recommend it. Um, they're always sort of in fear of Russia coming back and occupying them again, because apparently they rolled through in 2008 and occupied the capital and are now still mm-hmm. occupying like 20% of their land in the north. Because I was like right yeah. up on the Russian border. They hate Russian people here. Um, you know, like a lot of the restaurants and clubs and bars before you go in, they have a sign saying like, before you come in here, make sure you like acknowledge that Putin is an occupier and we hate him and he's a war criminal. And if you don't like get the fuck out of here. Wow. Okay. Did you do that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. No one like questions me because I'm an American, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of Russians who are here that just came here like when the war started. And, um, 
Yeah, they aren't uh, received too kindly here for many, many reasons. But um, I don't know. Uh, interesting place. Would would recommend a visit to uh, beautiful old Georgia, as well as to the surrounding areas of Kakheti that I spent uh, this past weekend in, going to monasteries and uh, drinking cha-cha and uh, seeing eagles in this big valley as well as Gori, which is Stalin's hometown and very, very strange. And the Kazbegi region um, was, was quite nice. That's where I did the, the mountain climbing, uh, where I got my alpinas broken in. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, you know, speaking of mountain climbing, uh, I, I've been, you know, so far out here living under a rock that um, I just wanted to check in and see how my... Uh, my grandfather Ivan Chenard is doing because I heard that he was a little bit ill and I'm, I'm written into his will and I'm really looking forward to, uh, um, to some things. If anything were to happen to old grandpa Ivan, um, I, I, have you heard anything about him and how he's doing and my, uh, potential prospects? Man is doing fine by all accounts, but you're not getting shit. What? No, yeah, you're not getting anything. He's doing fine. He wouldn't be getting anything if he wasn't, though. Why not? Uh, 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 you know, all of us Shenards are, and, and Shenard shucks are clearly written into the will, correct? The shucknards? <laughs> one, man. I don't know if that portmanteau works. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, in fact, you are not, and neither are just the regular Charnodes. Uh, per the New York Times uh, announced today, rather than selling the company or taking it public, Mr. Shart. Chardot and his wife and two adult children have transferred their ownership of Patagonia, valued at about $3 billion, to a specifically designed trust and nonprofit organization. They were created to preserve the company's independence, ensure that all of its profits, some $100 million a year, are used to combat climate change and protect undeveloped land around the globe. Grandpa, no! Seems like kind of a pick-me move, if you ask me. Mm. <laughs> I'll drop the bit now, but yeah. Yeah, so uh greenwashing or actual t- no, I'm just kidding. This is fucking cool. Like this is yeah. cool. I mean, I don't it's like one of those things when I first heard the news, I was like, so like wouldn't it just make more sense if you didn't want to contribute anything to like just not making more any like like right? Like is that but then I was also like, no, because like someone would fucking come into that space. Like they would eat up that market share. That market share is going nowhere. And it's like, this is like the evil, right? That we have to deal with where it's just like, well, at least they're, they're going to be benevolent in their dominance. They're occupying but it's cool. that space. And yeah, I mean, I can see you get sucked into that of like, oh, do I really want to fire all the people that work here? And do I want to downsize? And like, would anyone else do it better? Because yeah, clothes still need to be made. I suppose. And if you can do it in the least harmful way and maybe inspire more best practices and do something like this, uh, why not? But um, how much of the Patagonia did Yvon Chouinard own? Did he own all of it? Was it a private company? Yeah, it's private. Um, Or is this just his piece of it? No, no, no. I'm pretty sure he owns the entire fucking thing. Um, it's, it's a private for-profit company. So, um, but apparently they transferred, here it is in in August, the family irrevocably transferred all the company's voting stock equivalent to 2% of the overall shares into a newly established 
entity known as the Purpose Trust. Uh, the trust will be overseen by members of the family, is intended to show that Patagonia makes good on its commitment uh, to run a socially responsible business and give away its profits. And because the they donated their shares, the family will pay like $18 million in taxes on the gift. And then they donated the other 98% of Patagonia to a newly established nonprofit organization called the Holdfast Collective, which will now be the recipient of all the profits going forward. So hmm. it's basically split 98-2, but yeah, 100% of the shares are now no longer in family control. Hey, is this like a Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation type thing where... Like he's just actually going to get richer as it goes, or what? This is this this seems legit. I mean, Yvonne Chouinard seems like a real one. Yeah, it it's by all accounts it seems legit. I mean, like I think you get into the thing that everything sort of works at, where it's just like, I mean, you and I have discussed it. I feel like ad nauseum, David, where it's just like nonprofit and and philanthropic work can only get you so far. Like it's just like policy changes is. is is the fucking silver bullet on everything. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's like, they're trying to do as much as they possibly can, which is awesome. Nice. Well, yeah, go get your recycled, uh, fishing net, uh, recycled goose down jackets and snap tees. Do you have a favorite item from the, the, um, the Patagonia lineup, excluding baggies. Baggies are off the table because that's a gimme. But if you had to pick like one core item from Patagonia. I've had no cause to own Patagonia really most of my life. Um, I have a jacket I wore in college that my mom bought for me, but I hated it. You know, it was like the, my only winter jacket. So I'd have to look. I, I've never really owned any Patagonia besides the ba- baggies. Are my only Patagonia purchase for myself willfully and you you give those a thumbs up definitely a thumbs up five inch or seven inch i know you're the five inch yeah five inch. yeah that's that's not a question i'm five but sized up if that's weird um <laughs> it's still five though right <laughs> yeah i go five inch but i buy the medium yeah but is the, small. is the five inch small still five inches is like is the yeah extra they're large all five it's just five it's inch the rise pulse. it's the rise that changes Okay. Ooh, yeah. So, like, technically, the outseam is different, which is why, which is why I fuck with it. Um, outside of that, I, I have like one of their H two No, um, packable rain jackets that I fucking love. That is great. And then, yeah, the cinchilla or the snap tee are like the full zip on the cinchilla. Yeah. What about you? What's your go-to outside of the baggies? You have like nine pieces of clothing. I don't know how, what, what are we working? What are we working with? Um, so when I, I used to row crew for a year when I was a freshman in college and I had no idea what I was doing. You were a fellow oarsman, uh, Albert. Yeah. Oh, I did That's not. Right. Porter starboard. Not even a question. You're a port. <laughs> I think they made me switch all the time. It was a terrible team. Oh, yeah, it yeah. Was, was was okay also, but I, I was like, showed up to the first day of crew practice like, wearing dorks. a cotton t-shirt, and the coach was like, no, you can't wear that. It's going to be like 40 degrees out here. And I got these um, Patagonia like thermal layers that were like uh, quarter zips that are like all flat lock stitching, um, like sort of like mini waffle weave on the inside and like knit on the outside. 
I've had them for 15 years and they still look brand new. And I wear those really, really regularly. That is the thing that I wish I had brought one of them with me because now like I'm going to Nepal to go trekking next week. And, um, I don't know. All I have is like a Hawaiian shirt and jeans and some compression shorts. And I'm gonna have to figure that out. We live in a fast paced world. Sometimes you just need to slow down and stop. Heddles Plus, the noon membership program of exclusive content, giveaways, discounts, and a community chat forum. Try a month free with the code extra blowout. Did you see that article that I that I linked the New York Times article about about warm weather clothing? I feel like it's something that you'd be interested in. Yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun little exercise because like uh it's one of those things where it's like the climate is changing, it's getting hotter, and we probably could do something to stop it, but instead of doing it, let's just expedite it but make clothes suitable for it. Yeah. It's one of those let's situations just sort of which I do instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do appreciate that where it's just like, yeah, you know, it's like it's not how to avoid or, or get ourselves out of this mess. It's just like, hey, dressing for the apocalypse. At one point, yeah, like in, in the subhead, there's like a few pricey but good options. And it's like, I do like the idea of comp shopping my apocalypse outfit. <laughs> like trying to see if I can maybe find something on sale overseas, like without <laughs> VAT tax, you know? Yeah, see if you can get it uh, airmail delivered and and like DHL in two days or less. DHL would be optimal. They text me. FedEx just kind of arrives. Did you see Awake? By the way, did you see Awake New York collaborated with UPS? I no. did see that. That's like the weirdest jump the shark fucking. I mean, like I normally make fun of Kith because it's like it's easy and it's low hanging and it's like it's just like shit that like people like when they were like growing up, growing up in the nineties, but like collaborating with a logistics company that most people have like a pretty antagonistic relationship with is one of the weirdest things I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Like, and they almost killed a fucking driver on a ring camera in like August or July at some point, like that dude collapsed and they were just like, nah, he's good. was like their statement. And it's just like, they're like, yeah, let's call. I don't, I really do think we've hit some strange like, period with collabs but we've gone over this that was just like i was like what the fuck is going on here anyway you can now dress for that 120 degree ups cab heat if you're a ups cab driver or ups delivery driver that's just a funny yeah you could just collaborate with any entity as long as it (laughs) (laughs) as long as it has a logo yeah Yeah, no at times dyson yeah no at times dyson vacuums (laughs) oh i know you're there for that one I have a hands-free die. I got one of the the sharks or with the Dyson. What's it called? It's the hands-free. I like it. You have the circle fan. I need a new battery though. I know. I have two Dyson products. They're great. I was saying, does this article, is it like tongue in cheek? I'm getting paywalled here on it. Um, maybe they don't no, have. No, it's not the, the onion. Uh, free uh, access here in uh, Eurasia. But uh, I mean, this, this seems like the, the epitome of like rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. Of like dressing for the apocalypse. Reed, I didn't I didn't sense much self-awareness. Did you? No, so it's like it's coming from the climate climate adaption desk, which is insane. Um like that's the what the reporter's beat is. So 
this is a completely self-serious piece. This is absolutely consumer research. Uh, this is trying to teach people. Yeah. Again, like this is taking very little stance on the circumstances surrounding our need to now dress like we're fucking Olympic athletes training for like a Qatari Olympics or some shit. Um, and more just like being like, Hey, so you might've noticed it's a little bit hotter out there. (laughs) Just a little bit. And, uh, we've got some options for you. Like starting with you, there's not anything particularly insightful, by the way. Like it's like the hitters, like they mentioned like airism and shit like that, but it's just, it is again, like, yeah, it's like, it's a fascinating, it's like a, when we started doing like what to do when you get COVID articles, you know, it's like, manufacturing well, consent here. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. The highlights I thought were they, there was one company that is, that is 3d printing shirts or they're just 3d. They use a 3d printer to control the, the weave of a shirt or the knit. And by doing that, they can customize the amount of like space between threads. So it's like, it's the most breathable version of a thing that they said was good for breathability. And our friends from contour, David, um, don't I love them. I have so uh, we're so intimately related. They actually sent me two boxes of stuff just now. They it's um, not paperwork, is it? No, <laughs> you didn't. You didn't clarify. It's a warrant for your arrest. Yeah. Uh, Staying no, they, 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 they <laughs> you're, you're pulling an Andrew Tate out there. <laughs> I was already in Romania. <laughs> um, but uh, they have some new like heat controlling fabric that they've been working on it's it's only been available in asia but it's going to be available here although they said that contour releases jeans in uh asia with crushed up jade in the weave uh to 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 make you feel like you've the cool feeling of to to help you fight dragons or what it's supposed to make you feel cool somehow. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can pick up some of those. The historically recognized cooling properties of Jade. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is a, it's a, it's truly like rearranging, as you said, the deck chairs. It's not, it's not even like commenting on the root cause. It's just being like, uh, we're here now. And so also, by the way, let's do this. What's super. Yeah. And what's super fun about the article was basically like, Hey, if you're rich, you're going to be able to buy the clothes that can actually regulate your temperatures. <laughs> it was like, it, it like got like weirdly eco-fascist at the end of it, uh, to be totally honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not believe that that was the intention of the reporter. And I do not mean to cast aspersions whatsoever, but like ultimately the thesis of like sort of any gear related thing is like the more money you have, the better gear you can buy. But unfortunately this one was about like literally living and uh, oh. in a, in a heating world. So uh, yeah, it, it felt a little, a little odd by the end of it, but the one insight you know, I thought was valuable was that sweat wicking does not cool you. Does not it make doesn't. You cooler. It doesn't. It's like about comfort, but it, it doesn't necessarily. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily do anything for heat. It needs that breeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, then you get yourself, you turn yourself into a little swamp cooler. 
Well, yeah. this is all a little too late for David as you venture, <laughs> you go to Nepal for, <laughs> you're going to need a little something else, something yeah, warm. Maybe a little something warm, although apparently a lot of it is tropical. I have no idea. As, as I say, I just show up to these places because I'm going too many places that I can't research all of it. I, David, I watched a horror movie about uh, that starts in Nepal. Um, oh, cool. So if if you find a, a, a like a skeleton with a flute, uh, don't like blow into its flute. Okay. I love that there's a horror movie that's like the entire plot hinges upon someone finding a, a skeleton holding a flute and being like, you know what I need to do right now? Mm-hmm. Play that motherfucker. Yeah, I've I actually think any s- games. I would yeah, any strange play. flutes actually. Yeah. Avoid. Yeah. yeah. Just don't engage with the flutes. Yeah. Until you're out of there. Until <laughs> you're out of the Himalayas. I mean, I think to be, to be honest, I think that's good life advice, regardless yeah. of, of geography or, or region. I just think that like you should avoid strange flutes almost at all costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't say like do murder over a strange flute yeah. to get away, but just like next to. But yeah, I think it's in LA. It's like, it's that, but with uh, strangers uh, vapes. No, no so. strange vapes. <laughs> Go to another dimension. Yeah, I'll uh, be a uh, like Nina Simone, and I'll avoid the strange flutes uh, wherever I go. Ser- serious question, though: How come they haven't made a vape harmonica? <laughs> hey, this is this is for you. You you've you've thrown away so many million dollars ideas on this podcast. That's, you've got the I'm uh, an ideas guy. The, the what is like the lipstick, but it's butter. Uh, like yeah, twisty that was a good thing. one. Uh, wow, a vape harmonica. I think a lot of people would learn the harmonica. A lot of teenagers would learn the <laughs> harmonica. A lot of middle schoolers that wouldn't normally have learned. Yeah, and you could have different flavors for each uh, key the harmonica is tuned to. And then imagine just like down the line, like the bluegrass revival that would happen because of this. Uh... <laughs> someone's gonna be. Someone's gonna chime in. No one's going to chime in, but someone's going to be like, you blow into a harmonica. You don't pull for, it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know yeah. shit. Then you get like, a dab that's, that's like got a jaw harp in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if any of our 30 listeners care to <laughs> sound off on that, on the. Thanks for hanging with us, David. Of course. It has been a pleasure because like a lot of other places I've been have not had stable Wi-Fi. Um, nor did I want to come in and step on toes, but this has been a, a real treat to to come back and uh, rejoin you all for sure. Some laughs and some catch up. We almost burned the house down. We almost burned it down. So yes, we did. Nice. I mean, I hope not. I don't know what the the number is to call the fire department here. <laughs> it's unregulated. It's just some guy. Some guy shows up and he's like, "Hey, yeah." <laughs> he sells you some wine. Yeah, some you got guy, a fire? He just yeah, he throws cha cha on the fire and it's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I wonder how many cha-cha related burns there are here. And glad you're safe, David, and, and hope you keep staying safe for the remainder of your trip. And maybe we'll get another episode in with you at some point before you before you're done. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Uh, uh, very glad to check in. And yeah, I'll let you know when I might have uh, some stability and some uh, night where I can stay up a little late. But yeah, a, a true treat. Anyone's got any questions, comments, concerns, you can hit us at blowout at heddles.com. I think that's an episode. I think so. I think so. Bye, everybody.